Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Each of us sitting here, uh, thank God, has a pair of eyes. And each of us are looking out and seeing through those eyes. And because we're all in a little bit of a different location, we have a different perspective on what we see. We see things a little bit differently. If you were to take a camera, and uh, for those of you who know about cameras, the angle of the view of a camera changes dependent on the lens that you use. If you have a uh, 20 millimeter lens, it's a shorter view angle. A 50 millimeter lens is a wider view angle. A 200 millimeter lens is even a wider view angle, and so on. Uh, they now have cameras that do panoramic views. Now, you can use different cameras sitting in the same spot and dependent on what lens you're using from that spot, you could have an, entire diff an entirely different view of what's going on. Uh, if, say, the area is a, a thousand feet wide and you had a panoramic lens that could get all thousand feet, and then you had a 50 millimeter lens that could only get 20 feet or 40 feet or 60 feet, there's a big difference in what you see uh, between all of that. Now, that has to do with physical input of what you see. And you should already understand that what I'm driving at is dependent on your perspective, the view you have of things changes. But not only does it change because of how much of the world you see, or how wide or narrow your field of vision is, because each of us are looking through our eyes we have influences that taint what we see in a much greater way than just the scope of our field of vision. We, each of us, has an entire history of reactions to what we see and ideas about what we see that we have been raised with and have become part of us to the point that whatever we look at already has that influence. Um, an example. A man who is lusty when he sees a woman, sees her in a certain way. A man who is 
pious when he walks by a woman may even have his head turned to the ground so he wouldn't see her. Imagine the difference in the experiences between those two men walking down the same street with the same people on it. We need to understand the influence that our own history has on how we perceive things. So, as long as we are part of the equation of what we see, we have a specific kind of sight. I, for instance, have Musa sight. And what I see has Musa influence. And unless Musa disappears from the equation, uh, that's going to continue to happen. And that's going to influence everything that I see and everything that I encounter. You see, I'm personally very close to Musa. And each of you are very close to yourself. As a matter of fact, you're intertwined within yourself. So each of us walks through the world encapsulated in this bag of bones, as Rumi called it, or this uh, bag of, uh, this flesh bag, and we go through the world this way, and we're influenced by that as to the way we perceive things. Because mostly, from the time that we're very little, we are taught to protect ourselves. We're taught to favor ourself. Imagine if you had a very, very, very close friend who did everything they could to help you out in every situation. And something came up where you had to make a decision on them. Would you give them the benefit of the doubt for all the things they did for you? Would you look at them favorably because of all of the help that they have been to you? Well, who's a closer friend to you than yourself? Who has done more for you than yourself? So when situations arise where you have to equate yourself against others or judge yourself, where does your loyalty lie? It becomes pretty self-evident that we're more loyal to ourselves than we are to anybody else. As long as this bias exists, then we have a biased point of view in the world. We see everything from our perspective. And if we have an 18 millimeter lens, that's the way we see things. If we have a panoramic lens, that's the way we see things. If we have a close focus lens, that's the way we see things. Now, 
this means that we walk through the world with lenses that perceive things in a biased sort of way because of the biased position that we put ourselves in back to the time when we were taught to protect ourselves. Can we enter into the open space of not existing? Can we enter into the open space of no bias, even a bias towards ourselves? Can we become free of the Musa influence? Can we become free of this self-motive that directs us in every place we look, in every place we see, and in every interaction that we have? Can we let ourselves go so that we no longer see all of these things from this very narrow perspective. The expression that you can't see the forest for the trees is exactly describing this situation. We're involved with one tree, and this tree stops us from having a larger perspective. Now, I'm sure you've all seen film of a camera that starts somewhere on the earth and keeps going further and further and further out into space until everything seems to disappear and all you see is clouds and continents. Imagine if you had a perspective of continents. Imagine Allah's perspective of all of humanity simultaneously and a need to provide for everyone and everything and to be involved with everyone and everything and loving everyone and everything and caring for everyone and everything without any self-motive, just providing. Imagine that huge perspective and imagine what the bearer of that perspective is like. Now, that might be too much for us to imagine. It may be overwhelming for us to understand that kind of interaction that kind of compassion, that kind of mercy. The scale may be too large for us to even contemplate, but we can understand that there are expansive understandings beyond our own. There are expansive understandings beyond our contemporary, this moment, understanding of what we see and what we hear and what we feel. This prejudice that we have towards ourselves is also similar to the prejudice we have towards our time. We are in 
the most advanced state of civilization. Things go on now that never went on before. We can do things now, the collective we, that we could never do before. The way we understand things is way beyond what anybody understood before us. We are not only connected to ourself, we are connected to our time and to our culture, and we have that same bias and prejudice towards each one of these things. Imagine if you took all of your Western, civilized, American knowledge and were thrown into the Amazon with a group of indigenous people. What would your entire wealth of understanding and knowledge do for you there? Would you have to relearn the world again? Imagine being placed in the midst of the Arabian desert with what you know. What would you have to do to reconfigure yourself to subsist? Imagine being among the Eskimos. What would you have to do to reconfigure yourself to subsist? Imagine changing timelines. What would you have to do to reconfigure yourself to subsist? The point is that wherever we are and whatever perspective we have, we need to understand how narrow and how limited and how small it is. We also need to realize how prejudiced and biased it is. And I'm not talking about color or race right now. I'm talking about the simple bias of self towards self, towards aggrandizement of self. So when we begin to understand the vastness of this world and the multitude of perspectives in this world and the multitude of cultures in this world and the multitude of ways of seeing things and the multitude of ways of getting along and the multitude of ways of doing things and the multitude of different kinds of housing and different kinds of foods and different kinds of transportation and different kinds of modes of being we should begin to realize that we have only touched on the surface of what's possible in existence. And our knowledge is incredibly limited and incredibly small. And the escape from this is to somehow lose our Musa consciousness and replace it with Allah consciousness. To go from the intellect which is that which keeps you in place within your culture to discrimination which begins to tell you that's not the only way to wisdom which begins to understand that 
our conception is incredibly limited and can only expand as we lose our sense of self and self-authority and hand that over to Allah and allow His authority to become our authority and His perspective to become more and more our perspective. And then we can begin to understand words like unity. But before that, they have no meaning to us because they are totally clouded and crowded out by our own perspective. So as our perspective grows, we grow. And that's why, one of the reasons, the prophet said, go even unto China for knowledge. As you travel through this world, you begin to realize that your limited perspective is just that. Limited. Where before you went to China, you thought your little world was all that there is. There are people in New York City, Queens, who've never left the three-block area. And to them, that's the world. That's their turf. That's all that matters. Well, when we think that way, when we're involved in that kind of being, we are a limited being with limited access to reality. And what this life is about is entering reality as opposed to being trapped in illusion. And all of the different perspectives that we have that, are, we have that involve self-motive are trapped in illusion. All of the different perspectives that we have that are limited by our own self are trapped in illusion. In order for our perspective to become expansive and more real, our illusion about ourself has to become less real and has to be exploded. In other words, we have to stop caring so much about who and what we are in illusion and begin to care more about who and what we are in the qualities of Allah in haq, in reality. And as that changes, we change. And then our interaction with others changes. And the way we see things changes. The way we walk down the street changes. The way we do things changes. The way we feel changes. Our ideas change. Because they travel from illusion to reality. And that is the function of our understanding. And when that occurs to us, we have begun the path of change. And the path of change comes first with recognizing the limitations we place on ourselves by being involved with ourselves. People who do charity work immediately feel a sense of release 
and a sense of an opening, a sense of expansion. Why? Because they no longer are grooming themselves. They're beginning to groom others by giving unto others. We have to learn whatever it takes to turn on the release mechanism that allows us to be free of ourselves. And when we become free of ourselves, we become free to be with God. And if you had a choice to be with yourself or to be with God, which choice would you make? But in order to be with God, you have to be free of yourself. When I am here, God is not. When I am not here, God is. I know you've all heard that before. But is that part of your makeup and part of your understanding of existence? Inshallah, I hope that's where your path is leading you. I hope that you've concluded that's where your path has to go. Because in truth, that's the only way we can go to become real. And may we all become real. Amin, amin, ya rabbil alameen, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.